Father God this morning because yours is the kingdom yours is the power and the glory Father God it's all yours oh my God and only you deserve the praise and only you deserve all the glory and only you deserve all the honor oh God all adoration belongs to you Father God and even as we stand right now surely the presence of the Lord is in this house, is in this temple right now. Hallelujah. My reading is taken from Isaiah and it's chapter 61 and it reads The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from the darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Aliens will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches you will boast. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. 
and instead of disgrace they will rejoice in their inheritance so they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joy will be theirs for I the Lord love justice I hate robbery and iniquity in my faithfulness I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them their descendants will be known among the nations of and their offspring among the peoples all who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed I delight greatly in the Lord for my soul rejoices in my God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself for her jewels for as the soil makes a young plant come up and a garden causes seeds to grow so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations hallelujah hallelujah this is a word right now I believe for us as the house of God amen it's a new day a new season for us at PHM we have stepped into spring and our covenant month knowing that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us amen amen right now we are already seeing this word come into fruition as we see pastor Gerald and, and, and our dear sister Annie and as they are being used in the nations and 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 also not just being used but they're being acknowledged amen they're being acknowledged for all that God has deposited in them for what the grace and the mantle that is upon their life and we're seeing this they've been interviewed they've been ministering in different places God is doing something new in this time and in this season. I'm not going to say that we must get ready. I'm going to tell you we should be ready. Isn't this what we have been praying for? Isn't this what we have been longing for? Church of God, I'm here to tell you as the word says, as a ministry, we are going to bring good news. Good news to all the poor, the troubled the lost amen phm as a ministry we're going to go out and continue to comfort the brokenhearted amen we're gonna announce as a church of god and that the captives will be freed and that the prisoners will be released amen that those that are in chains and those that are in bondages and those that have scales upon their eyes we as a house of God will step forward. We know that all of these things are going to be broken. Every chain is broken. Every stronghold now is being released. Oh, those scales are being removed. Hallelujah. We're going to speak to those that mourn that the times of the Lord's favor has come. It is now. It's not tomorrow. It's now. We got to come in. When we come in, you got to come in with great expectancy. Amen. Knowing, knowing that he's already begun a work. And if he started a work, he says what he started, he's going to complete. Amen. Amen. We're seeing this right now. You see, Church of God, it's not time to lose hope. Amen. We passed that right now. Potter's out. It's not time to give up. It's not time just to maintain. It's not time to become stagnant. It's not time to settle for anything. But I'm here to tell you, as I said, it's time to stand strong. It's time to rise up right now and take right now what the Lord has declared for us.
And as we stand strong right now, and as we seek the kingdom of God, I'm here to tell you whatever you're trusting God for in your home, in your lives, in your family, in your jobs, in your school, where, whatever it is, I'm here to tell you that God is breaking fraud. I don't know about you, but when the 1st of September came, I felt an exciting spirit. Amen. I felt it was like a bird thing right now. Oh, I don't know about you, but I know that God is doing it. And He's not doing it like tomorrow. He's doing a quick work. Amen. I believe, as Pastor has declared this before and he's prayed, that we are a church, we are a people, that when we call upon the name of the Lord, as we sing the song, I saw the Lord, He heard Annie, He heard Annie, and I'm here to tell you right now, He's answering, amen. I know right now that the miracles are taking place. You have a testimony of what God has done. You have a testimony right now of what He's doing. And also about what he's going to do. Hallelujah. As a church of God, we're just going to get stronger. We're just going to be more, more mightier right now. And we're going to fulfill the mandate that God has called us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just pray right now? Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name above all names, we come before you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this is the time. This is the season that we, your sons and daughters, oh God, we rejoice, Lord. We excited, oh God, as to what you're doing as we have stepped into this new season. And we have stepped, oh God, into our covenant month, oh God. Oh Lord, oh we're going to possess, oh God. We're going to possess all that you have purpose for us, Lord. That no longer, Father God, will we be mourning. No longer will we be complaining. But we're going to be a people that's going to be rejoicing. Excited, oh God, for what you're doing in this time, oh God. So, Father, right now, I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. And I give you all the honor. As we continue, Lord, there's an open heaven right now, Lord. Let us be glad, oh God. And let us rejoice in your presence. Hallelujah. Let us give praise to God this morning. Amen. He deserves all the praise. There's no one like him. Hallelujah. Come and turn to someone next to you and tell him it's good to see you this morning. Turn to someone else and give him a high five and let's see those big smiles. And to those joining us this morning, a very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration service. Amen. Come on, let's praise God the way we know best. Amen. Let's put our hands together, part of house, church of God. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, we just want to thank you, Father, right now. Into the night, we wanting God. Come on, wanting a place to hide this weary soul. This backbone, we try and I tried with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. A vagabond, a vagabond.
see Got no choice but to believe My doubts are burning Oh yeah Like ashes in the wind We said so, so long So, so long to my old friends But it's a bitterness You can't get moving Oh, you ain't welcome here Nah, no, you ain't welcome here Let's take it home, minstrels
everything that he's done, what he's doing, and still what he's going to do. Amen. Amen. We're not going to stop now as we give him praise. Come on. Oh, it's an open heaven here right now. Yeah. 
The enemy man free. And you turn it 
sea of victory. right now this power in the mighty name of Jesus every war God every war we wait to see because we're not backing down because I'm not backing down from any child because I know and you know There's so much power this morning. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. And every war right now, God. Every war he wages the world. Church of God, we're not backing down. I'm not backing down from any Because I know, and you know, I know.
Cause I'm gonna see my picture, yeah Declared upon your life, upon your family right now For my battle, for my battle as we come to the table. Oh God, we remember your goodness. We remember your faithfulness. We remember your grace. We remember your mercy. We remember, oh God, the times, Lord, when we were in our darkest moments. And Lord, how you picked us up and turned our lives around. How you changed our names, oh God. And Lord, you reached deep down into us, oh God, and you changed us Lord Jesus you saved us oh God we remember we remember we remember Lord Jesus we remember the good times we remember our successes Lord we remember the times oh God when you heard and when we answered our prayers and so as we come before the table this morning we remember your faithfulness we remember your goodness almighty God Oh, Father, we just thank you. We give you praise and we honor you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You may take your seats for a few moments. We're just going to prepare our hearts to receive from the table of the Lord this morning. And I'm going to read from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. And it says, For I received from the Lord... That also which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after sup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. It's a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. This word remembrance is so important for me as we look at the table. Because Jesus says, uh, when Paul speaks here, he says, when Jesus spoke, he said, do this in remembrance 
of me. Remember the sacrifice. When Paul, when Paul is speaking, he's speaking to the Corinthian church. And when he says, let a man examine himself, that he will not be guilty, that he will not uh, sleep, that he will not be sick. We are in the 21st century church. And I believe that through the times, through the years, through the centuries, we've seen the hand of the Lord. We've progressed. We've matured. And I believe right now, today, as we are right here, I declare that there will be none that will be weak. There will be none that will be sick. There will be none that will sleep. Because God is changing and turning the tide. He's showing us from the Corinthian church right now to Potter's house in 2023 that there is a difference. So today when we're taking the communion, we're taking it in remembrance of him because we remember his faithfulness. We remember the times when we really needed God and there was no one around. God showed up. When we could not trust a single person, but God showed up. When the times when we were celebrating and succeed, our successes and, and all of those things, our answered prayers, we knew that it was a God that we served who is alive, who loves us, who lives in us. And today we are celebrating the table as we come in remembrance before him. I'm going to call the brethren and our sisters before uh, to come and to serve you this morning. And we just need to understand today, and I declare and I pray, Lord, let there be none. Let there be none, O oh God, as we're examining ourselves this morning. We are not declaring that we are weak, or that we are sick, or that we are sleeping, O oh God, but you have revived us. You've crowned us with righteousness. You said, O oh God, that we can be holy because you are holy. And so we take all of this word this morning, oh God, and we soak it within ourselves and we say, Lord, we want to be more and more like you. As we remember you, as we eat of this table, oh God, as we eat of the bread and drink of the cup, oh Father, let it be, oh God, as a reviving, Lord, something that is inside of us, Lord, that is, is waking us up, oh God, to the plan and the purpose that you have in store for us. So we pray over the emblems. We pray, O oh God, as it is a symbol, but make it come alive inside of us, Lord. I pray even as we partake right now that, God, you would bless us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The emblems will be passed to you. We'll partake of it together. that I've 
sufficient for today.
Amen. And then it's enough cone to collect the cup. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, O God. Your grace is sufficient for us. It's sufficient, Lord. And we just give you praise and glory and honor for you are such a good God. We bring, O God, your son and your servant before you this morning. O Lord, as he would minister, Father, I pray, hide him behind the old rugged cross. Minister through him this morning, O God. I believe that you have deposited, O God, from the very throne room of heaven, a word into his spirit. And I pray as he releases it, O God, that you will anoint our ears, anoint our hearts, anoint our spirits, O God, to receive this morning. We give you praise and honor you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Hand over to Pastor Ernest. Thank you to the worship team and the Sunday school may leave. Well, good morning, family. All right, good to uh, see you this morning. Just like I saw you the other day. Man, the months are flying like weeks. Weeks are flying like days. And uh, it's good to see you again. And, uh, well, I decided to connect with uh, Kenya. So that's why I had the shirt on. And so we're in one. So we're on the same uh, level, same frequency. Uh, well, you know that uh, we've been looking at something that God has dropped into our spirit. And, uh, you know, it's a macro word. It's a mega word. It's a big word. It's a massive word. And it's called the community of one. So what I've been doing is breaking it down to uh, micro bites. And so from Wednesday, uh, two weeks ago, we've been looking at this whole, this whole word of God that he dropped into our spirit called community of one. So the community of one, and we tracked it, if you were here and if you watched it, you retract it from God being one, then Israel, is, the Israelites become one. Then last week or, or the Thursday went by, Wednesday we went by, we saw how Jesus prayed oneness, and that is in John chapter 17. And so... Uh, Community of one, what is it? Community of one is authentic relationships. A connection between one another at a different level. Community of one is about authentic relationships. You hear that word quite often, authentic relationships. Where we connect with one another and with God. What will happen when we get to a place where we connect like that on a different level that God seemed to be wanting us to come to, is that we will be, as I said on Wednesday, we will be a different breed of people. Amen. This morning, I want to deposit the most important fruit, the most important fruit to abiding relationships. And I said on Wednesday, we must have what is a community of one, authentic relationship, in other words for that, is abiding relationship. 
and abiding relationship is enduring relationship. Now, this is not with family. This is here with one another. Where it is enduring, where it is steadfast, where it is everlasting, where it is constant, where it is persisting and strong and unbreakable. We too often, we have what I say, and I, 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 I am convinced by this. What we have now is a shopping mall of ministries. That's why people can leave, exit one ministry, and there's a shopping mall of ministries that they could go to. What is missing inside of them is this whole thing, covenant relationships. Yeah. Deep relationships, abiding relationships. And people think of nothing of taking their family and walking out. You don't understand the repercussions of that. You don't understand the magnitude of what you're doing. It's when you decide that you, well, Sunday, I, the pastor didn't call me, the pastor didn't visit me, I'm gone. That's not enduring relationships. That is not steadfast relationship. That is not strong relationship. That is not unbreakable relationships. You see, for too long we, we have uh, fair weather friends. You know, fair weather friends, they only stick with you when the going is good. When the going gets bad, they never, they're not around, they're gone. Fair weather friends. You see, I want you to know that abiding relationships are there for tough times, tough days. You can count on them. The most important fruit is called agape love. That is going to build community of one. Deeply connected to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's our accuracy. And if we have that kind of relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's going to flow from there into our lives and into each other. You can't tell me that you have an authentic relationship flowing from here and there's nothing going on here. Yeah. Can't happen. It can't happen. You see, this is what accurate oneness is. It's flowing from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just say this to you as I go on to what I want to talk to you about. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 simply says this. God is love. God is love. It simply says that. God is love. You see, the world then can never have and know and experience authentic love. They can never have and experience genuine love. Yeah, in the midst of all of this Valentine's Day, and you can have family love and all of that, I tell you, it's still weak love. Because they don't have God inside of them. And because the world doesn't have God inside of it, then you'll never have genuine, authentic love. I want to say to you, those that are connected to God, they are going in their families and in ministries, they are going to be producers of authentic, genuine love. Why? Because it's coming from God. God is love. So, it matters the most that you hear this word. 
it matters the most, not only here, but we will become activators and doers of it. This agape love, this agape love, agape love is going to be the glue that keeps community of one together. That's why you have so many ministries where people just fall apart and you have splits in that house. Why? It's because this is what's missing. The missing link inside of that is this fruit called agape love. That's why they can just walk and take whoever they can and go. Now, the one, there's only one word that can tie up the whole Bible from Genesis to, to Revelation, and that is relationship. That's one word. You can track it right through. I want to give you three reasons this morning for you to muse on, for you to think about, for you to contemplate. Three reasons why agape love needs to be number one priority in our lives. Agape love, the fruit of agape love, needs to be the number one priority in our lives. Don't mix it up with the world love. Don't mix it up with that. You know, that's the thing. Why would I say that the world doesn't know true, genuine love? They call it family love. But wait till money is in the center of it all. They start fighting and killing each other. And when a wife or a husband decide that they need the money from, 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 the, from the insurance, they put a hit on them. Is that a, that, you see, that's, that, they don't. You, if you looked at them before that, they were lovey-dovey. Kissing and loving and using. What's wrong with this couple? Wait till money pops. You see, that's not genuine, authentic love. That's why I'm telling you, I am convinced the world doesn't know what genuine love is. They don't have a definition of it. But I'm going to give you a definition of that genuine agape love. Now, before I go, I want to give you the three reasons. Number one, number one, agape love is the greatest value in life. Agape love is the greatest value in life. You will read in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to verse 39. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to verse 39. I'm reading from a different translation. It's called the NLT translation. Puts it very nicely. The other translation I like is the message. But this is a translation uh, uh, between the two I like. Now this is what it says. In Matthew chapter 22, he says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, everything, your whole internal life inside, everything about you internally must be focused and love God. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second, equally important, is love your neighbor as you love your Self. You see, you've got to start there. You've got to love him. Because when you start loving him, with that agape love, it's going to flow inside of you. Then you're going to love yourself, and you're able to love yourself, and then love those around you. You see, the entire law can be summarized by this one single command. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Neighbor, can be anybody. Your workmate, can be anybody. But we're talking about in the context of the kingdom. The context of the kingdom. So I know, human love wears out. That's what we say. But God's love lasts forever. Some people you just can't love. It's not easy to love them, right? 
Some people rub you up the wrong way and you just can't love them. Some people get you on your nerves. But you have to love them. You see, if human love, you walk away from them. Human love, you disconnect everything, Facebook, whatever it is, you just disconnect from them. You unfollow them. You avoid them. But agape love is something else, isn't it? So that's why as we look at this command, understand that agape love is the greatest fruit in your life. Agape love is the greatest fruit in, the li in your life. Number two, agape love is the primary objective of life. Agape love is the primary objective of life. In other words, it's a dominant factor. Agape love is the dominant value of life. It is the foundation of your emotions. It is the foundation of your emotions. Agape love is the primary objective of life. Let me give you a few reasons why it is so. Primary objective, number one. And we're going to look at, go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, 13. They call it the, the love chapter. I call it the agape love chapter. I call it the agape love chapter. Number one. Why? Agape love is the primary objective of life. Because if I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I say will matter. Ooh. Listen to that. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I say will ever matter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. This is what it says. Very clearly. No explanation. If I could speak in any language, in heaven and on earth, but didn't love others, I could only be making meaningless noise like a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. That's all. It's worthless sound. That's just a sound that, that you bang on the cymbal. That's all. Just that. It's a worthless sound. So if you and I are coming to a place where you want to live your life, I want you to, if you live your life without agape love, anything you say will not matter. Words without agape love are worthless. Words without agape love is worthless. It has no weight. Don't bluff us with all of these language and songs and all of that, but yet you know it's just a clanging symbol. Because there's no agape love on the inside of that. How is that? One man can go, one, a man and woman these days can just leave their husbands and wives and hook up with somebody else. And they will tell each other as they woke up, I love you, darling. I love you, sweetie. I can't live without you. How? What's going on with that? But just now you told your husband maybe an hour or two hours ago, uh, before that you loved him and you bought him and chocolate, you know, whatever he wanted. Bought him a watch and all of that. Bought him a chain 
and he's all smiling and he can't take it off. But now you're telling somebody else that you love it. You love them. I don't live a life of agape love. If I don't live a life of agape love, then whatever I say will not matter. Words without love is worthless. Number two, if I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I know will matter. Verse two, if I don't live a life of agape love, we're talk, not talking about, we're not talking about this romantic love. We're talking about the love of Father. We have to draw from that love. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I know will matter. Verse 2. I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all the secret things of God and have all knowledge. If I do not have love, I am nothing. I don't care how accurate the prophet is. I don't care how eloquent the preacher is. But if there's no love coming from inside there, then everything he says is meaningless. It's nothing. Amen. Number three. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I believe will matter. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I believe will matter. Verse 2. Even if I had the gift of faith, so that I would speak to a mountain and make it move, I would still be worth nothing at all without love. That means faith without love does not matter. You can have the faith to move mountains. You can have faith for, for whatever that you want to have. But if you don't have love, then I want to decree to you this morning that you are nothing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you believe. How about that? It doesn't matter if you have faith. It doesn't matter. Because faith without love is, has no matter. It doesn't matter. Number four. Number four, we're talking about agape love, the dominant, the core, the primary objective. Why? The foundation. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I give will matter. Look at verse three. If I give, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even to sacrifice my body, but if I don't have love, if I don't love others, I would be of no value whatsoever. Hmm. Let me tell you this then. Giving is not necessarily loving. Whoa. Giving is not necessarily loving. A lot of people say, I gave you this, that's why I mean I love you, that's why I gave you that. But it's not necessarily loving. You see, you can't give. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Because most people are just obligated. I'm giving you that thing because I, I, you won't tell that person. You just feel obligated to give it. 
That's all. That's how you do it out of obligation, not out of love. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I give will matter. No matter what the sacrifices you make, it's not going to matter. Because there's no love inside of There's no agape love inside of that. Number five. Then I'm on to my third point and then I'm done. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I accomplish will matter. If I don't live a life of agape love, you see what this must be the driver of your life. Run. By now you should be understanding that no matter what you do, it'll be worthless if it's not coming with agape love. If I don't live a life of agape love, nothing I accomplish will matter. Verse 3. Verse 3. The Message Bible puts it this way. No matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, <laughs> I am bankrupt without love. That's why I like the message Bible. Straight to the heart. No matter what I say, no matter what I believe or what I do, I am bankrupt without love. You see, relationships are more important than accomplishments. People chasing after a lot of accomplishments, in the meantime, they trample over everybody. They hurt everybody. That, that kind of person shows, no, they have no agape love there. Because if you really look, if you really study the life of Christ, you see no matter where he was, no matter what they did, love from the Father was pouring out of his life. Love from the Father was pouring out of his life. I put it to you this morning, don't let your humanness and the, the, the values of Babylon or the values of the world dictate how you react and respond. We have to be a different breed of people. That people begin to see, hey, no matter what I say about that person, that person I know looks me in the eye and know that that person still loves me. That person is genuine because I can see it in the eyes. No matter what they do to you, no matter what they say about you, you are authentically able to love that person. And that person can see it. You can't hide that. You can't hide it. That's what's going to begin to wax their heart. That's what's going to change their hearts. I say to you that if you want to have community of one in the house, then we have to be practitioners of agape love. I am tired. Let me tell you something. I've been around to so many churches, been, I've traveled to. I am sick and tired of religion. There's no genuineness. There's no authentic relationships going on inside a church. How is it? I keep asking this question. How is it that in a fellowship, somebody's going through a tough time, nobody knows about it? The brink of suicide. Only when the person commits suicide, then we say, oh my God. Don't pretend now. You never cared in the first place. If somebody's missing, you know what's missing? This fruit of agape love, my friend. 
We don't take time to look around us. We don't take time to be able to say, hey, I didn't see that person in the fellowship. I must call that individual. No, it's not the pastor's responsibility. That's old time religion. We're talking about agape love. We're talking about a community of one. We take on the weight that is on the set man, that is Pastor Gerald, and we're going to say, we will do that responsibility. Because we're made to love somebody. Thirdly, thirdly, agape love is the greatest power in life. That's why I'm so passionate about what, if you hear what I'm saying, I'm speaking with passion. It's because agape love is the greatest power in life. Second, 1 Corinthians, we're looking at 13, verse 13. There's it. Verse 13, the greatest power in life. There are three things that will endure. Ha, talk about enduring relationships. There are three things that will endure. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of all these is love. Agape love. Agape love is the greatest of any other quality, value that you're looking for. The greatest. It should become our priority then. If it is the greatest, Jesus is speaking. He's imparting what's in the heart of the Father. He's speaking it out. And we have the privilege of looking at it and say, hey, we have to adjust our lives to the greatest the greatest value, the greatest fruit is love. You see, God has shown us that we can leave a lasting legacy. Not only to the next generation, the immediate generation, but the generation that will follow. They must say of you that you, now, besides all the nice things they'll say about you, but one of the things that they must begin to always home in on about you that this man, this woman, knew nothing else but love. I was attracted to this person is because this person knew how to love genuinely. Didn't have a forked tongue. Didn't say one thing today and said something else about you tomorrow. They were genuine. When you begin to give them a hug, when they look, you look them in the eye. No, they say, I don't lie. And you looked them in the eye, you know there was fire of love inside there. We can leave a lasting legacy because we have the greatest value in our hearts and lives that we're putting into practice. So let me close. You've got to love God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's what we read in Matthew chapter 22. Love him with all your heart, mind, and soul. Then you are able to love others. If you're not loving him, he's not the number one priority in your life. You're not loving him with all your heart and mind and soul. Then you'll, you're just liking everybody else. You're not loving them truly. Therefore, if you love God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, therefore agape love is to be the highest goal. Agape love needs to be the greatest aim. Agape love needs to be the first priority. Agape love needs to be the deepest aspiration. Agape love needs to be the strongest ambition. Agape love needs to be the constant focus. 
Agape love needs to be the passionate intention. The more we learn to love one another authentically, the more we become like Jesus. We will love like he loved. You see the world outside there? They're tired of the talk, 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 talk that goes on. They want to see people that truly love like Jesus. We can't fall into the same trap of the world. There's a mixture in church, a mixture of the world standards and biblical standards. But we have to be a separate breed of people that says we will love like Jesus. Why? It's because we are making him the center, as we will sing, the center of our lives. Let me say this as I close. And I'm thinking about it all of the time, and I'm praying that Potter House Ministry will come to that place. From now on, may people accuse us of loving too much. We know there's a lot of talk and gossip that goes on where churches are accused of all kinds of things. The pastor is like this, the pastor is like that. They're stealing money there, and the people are so bad, and they're like that. they just go on. All of these accusations. But I want to say to you this morning, have, you re- have we looked at God's word of agape love, the most important fruit in our lives? May people come to accuse this house. They love too much. What a powerful thing that will be, my friend. It's because we're not loving for the sake of loving. We love him because we're just being emotional. We love him because we know Christ is at the center of our lives. And from his life as Jesus, we will begin to flow with this agape love. I am so driven by the fact we have to have a people in the earth that build, that have a community of one. I want to be like Noah. I want to build the ark and I will preach. I will preach this community of one. Those who listen will come into the ark. Those who won't listen, they'll drown outside. But I want to build this thing. Because this is the vision of the set man of the house. This is the vision of the apostle of the house. He shared this on, a, on Saturday a couple of weeks ago. That one of the drivers of the vision for the next 20 years is a community of one. May we be accused that we love too much. Let's pray. Let's stand. Do you sense, do you sense the intensity of the Father? I don't know about you. I'm not just saying these words, but I, I, I begin to, I'm, I'm sensing that God seemed to have moved, removed all of the oxygen from the air. There's an intensity there. That is the intensity of the Spirit of God. That's the intensity of the Spirit of God. Doc, would you come to the keyboard, please?
Jesus is walking amongst us. Like in Revelation, sing it again, sing it again. Hallelujah. Like in the book of Revelation, he's walking among the candlesticks. He's inspecting. He's walking among the candlesticks. He's looking and seeing. Walking among the candlesticks, he said, I have to observe and see. He's walking among us this morning. We want to return, he says, I want you to return to the Father's love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, sing it up. Come on. Everybody lift your voice and sing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Pour your love in our hearts, oh God. Pour your love in our hearts, Father. Pour your love by your Spirit. By your Spirit. By your Spirit. By your Spirit. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Everybody sing it with the love of the Father. Love of the Son, love of the Spirit in you. Yes, oh God, yes, oh God. You're hovering over us this morning. You're hovering over every family. You're hovering over every individual. You're making us come to a place, oh God, of love, agape love. For the last time, hallelujah. Lift your hand, everybody. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. There's a impartation of the heavens of love coming to your heart, coming to your life this morning. The impartation of the Father's love. The impartation of the Father's love. Receive it. Receive the impartation of the Father's love right now. 
the Father's love. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Father, I declare, I declare not a pseudo love. I declare not the love of the world. I declare the Father's love. They are God being love. They are God being love. It's going to begin to flow, overflow from every life of God, every heart, from every heart, from every home, from every individual of God. In the mighty, in the mighty, in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive, 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 receive that love of the Spirit of God. Yes, oh God, yes, oh God. Yes, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I want them to play something. I want them to play something and sing. What's in your heart and what's in your spirit. But everyone, just for a moment, as they play, as they sing the song, I want you to begin to pray. Pray over yourself if your husband is standing next to you, if your wife is standing next to you. Pray that we will begin to be enveloped we will be drenched. We will be soaked in agape love. We will come to a meaningful place of agape love. Of agape love. Of agape love. As they, as they sing, as they pray, as they worship, I want you to begin to pray. Come on, pray. Pray for the person next to you. Pray for the loved one next to you. Come on. Come on, everybody. Everybody pray for somebody. Ziba zala ra 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 de jabazete. Come on, I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Pray for that person. Come on, pray for that person. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, your Holy Spirit. I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the overtaking of our lives by the Holy Spirit. I pray for the drenching of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the soaking of the Holy Spirit. God is love. 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 You're breaking, Father. You're breaking every discord. You're breaking every discord. You're breaking every discord. In the mighty name of Jesus. You God, and you breathe, and you breathe, and you breathe, oh God, and you breathe is rising up, and you breathe is rising up. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. He heard, he heard, he heard me. 